morning to you, my friend. Uh, I'm still just getting situated here. I'm looking for my coffee. First sip of the morning. Ah, cheers. Cheers. Good morning, Brandon Hollinger. You're first on the Facebook. Here come the Facebook uh, people. Andy Volin. Oh, my God. It just it, Oh, wow. It just exploded. Jen Ferris and Randy New and Darren Albertson and RJ Henners. They're coming in really fast. Scott Arsenal and uh, Chad. Chad. What's going on, Chad? Cheers. Cheers. I'm a little bothered right now because uh, somebody, as I was checking my Twitter this morning, sent, an, sent a really old picture from the WNEW days where uh, I'm at the, you know, at the radio station and uh, Sandy Kane, good old Sandy Kane from the past, she is uh, the naked cowgirl in Times Square. She doesn't like when we uh, say how old she is, but she's well into her 70s. And, uh, man, she's bent all the way over. I'm looking at, uh, I'm looking at her. I have a, oh my, I'm disgusted face. And that's what I had to see first thing this morning when I turned on my Twitter. And then someone said, hey, is, uh, is Sandy Kane still alive? And I said that uh, Sandy Kane is so pickled that COVID passed on her. Ben-ap-ap-ben-ap-ben. Uh, you you threw up seeing that picture there, chuckling? Sure. All right, so we got these treats for the, the doggy. Hi, doggy. Are you ready for your treat? And these are the ones that smell, I swear to God, they smell like roadkill. They're disgusting. They're called uh, Jack and Pup. They're not a sponsor, by the way. Uh, Jack and Pup treats by meat experts and dog lovers. Premium treats. For good dogs only. <laughs> but they smell like, um, truly, they smell like roadkill. And, and he's losing his mind. All right, here. Take your take your roadkill treat. There you go. All right, he's off. So we got some time, people. Ryan West, what's going on, buddy? David Young is in here. And uh, Kilo Soul off the, uh, off the YouTube just saying, that's hot. I guess you're trying to get me into the Paris Hilton thing, huh? Effing Ben Perry has made a, a live stream. Where the hell have you been, Ben Perry? I know you live all the way up there in Santa Rosa, California, yay. Um, but, uh, you know, come on. You can get up in the middle of the night to watch these things, can't you? Uh, apologizing to Paris Hilton is not hot. Oh, yeah, this uh, video is uh, titled The Paris Hilton Apology. So, cheers. Oh, look, it looks like the sun's going right into my cup. My God, look at that. Uh, I should uh, take a picture of that and put it on my hot Instagram. My Instagram is fire. You know what sucks when your, uh, your, your crap goes viral like I did yesterday? My Instagram is still spinning because somebody in Paris Hilton's camp uh, I think it was Paris Hilton herself, because it was on Paris Hilton's Instagram account, digging up that interview from, no joke, 10 years ago, from the Opie and Anthony show, when she came in with her sunglasses on, and her attitude, and her body language, basically saying, this is just one of many interviews I gotta do today, so let's get this over with. 
And she had no idea she was uh, going on the Opie and Anthony show. We don't play like that. We were never uh, just another radio show. And uh, we treated her with kid gloves. We couldn't have been nicer. It was incredibly frustrating. Like I said yesterday, are you even aware of what we were capable of doing back in the day? But Sirius XM had this dumb celebrity culture that they were obsessed with. And uh, it was pretty known uh, not to mess with the celebrities, even if they're giving you a dud appearance, a dud interview. And I think that's the only reason we didn't go all in with Paris Hilton, to be honest with you, because we tried every angle with her. And the fact is, in the end, Paris Hilton is just a bore. She's just a bore. So, so they dig up this interview from 10 years ago. Uh, they think I'm all three people for some reason. I guess I was, I was the one um, uh, being a misogynist, even though Anthony was, but he really wasn't. I'll get into that in a second. I was also the guy that was asking for the autograph. I, I was all three guys for some reason. And then because the whole thing went viral yesterday, I'm like, you know what? Have an open mind. Oh. So I started searching the internet. And I guess she's going after David Letterman for the same type of BS. I mean, she went on Letterman and, and she was just incredibly vapid. Uh, and, uh, you know, Letterman, he's got an audience to entertain and he's, he's doing his best to try to get something out of this dud. And he couldn't get anything out of her. So then all these years later, she's complaining about her appearance on David Letterman. She's complaining about her appearance on the Opie and Anthony show. The fact is, she's a bore. I searched the internet. I'm like, let me find just one piece of video where Paris Hilton is not a bore. I couldn't find it. Now listen, she was pretty much the first person or pushed it forward uh, where you could just be famous for absolutely nothing. She started that craze. You got people all over the Instagram and all over the socials. They're really famous. And then when you look into it, you don't even know why they're famous. She started that. Paris Hilton started that. She's so self-absorbed. She, she invented the selfie. She didn't invent the selfie because she knew it was going to be an incredible craze someday. She invented the selfie because she she wasn't satisfied that uh, more pictures weren't being taken of her. So she's like, well, look, if uh, no no nobody else is going to take my picture, I might as well take my own goddamn picture. That's that's how the selfie was uh, created and invented. Oh, you like the vapid? Uh, Gerard Ferrara on the YouTube interrupting my rant to say vapid. Nice word. Well, thank you very much. She just wanted uh, free publicity, Cosmic B says. Well, I was accused of that, too, because I certainly pushed the agenda uh, the last day and a half. Why not? The kid could use a little help with his numbers. And that's N-U-M-B-A-H-S if you're paying attention and following at home. Um, so, yeah, I searched the Internet. I couldn't find one piece of video where she's actually interesting on any anybody's show. And that's the fact here. I mean, we made the mistake that 10 years ago, you know, they want me canceled for something I did 10 years ago. They, they still think the Opie and Anthony show is, uh, is still going on and they're hoping we get canceled. And honestly, uh, I wish these Paris Hilton fans came around a lot earlier than they did. 
They would have saved me a lot of grief if they got me canceled back in 2011. They would have saved me three years of heartaches. Where were you in 2011 when that interview first hit? God, if you would have got us canceled back then, I would have thanked every single one of the Paris, the Paris Hilton uh, fans. Ah. Anyway, a couple things about that interview. Jimmy was on his best behavior. Uh, I think Anthony said it. Jimmy um, wanted to swallow his own teeth, <laughs> his own teeth. And, but he also was on his best behavior because he knew he had in front of him a um, a, a picture that he wanted Paris Hilton to sign. Uh, because, man, Jimmy was all about the celebrity pictures and autographs. So that was definitely on his mind that entire time. Like, I... I don't want her leaving here pissed off because I really want her to sign this photo. I'm telling you, that's how Jimmy used to think. There's no doubt in my mind. And getting back to that celebrity thing. Yes. Yeah, so the celebrity culture at SiriusXM, they were obsessed with it. They were obsessed with getting the big celebrities on all their channels. And most of the interviews, I got to tell you over the years, uh, on our show and many others, uh, the, bigger, the bigger the celebrity the bigger the bore fest because they're very, very guarded or used to be. Now they know they can't be as guarded. So finally, they're kind of letting themselves out there a little more. But back in the day, they were very, very guarded. And I remember when Paris Hill left our show back in 2011, she walked out of the building and she had a whole bunch of other interviews she was supposed to do. So then all those shows were mad at us for at least a week because they couldn't get their, their Paris Hilton interview. I remember that, too. So uh, Jimmy was on his best behavior, trying every little angle. Because, you know, we didn't want the basic fluff piece with Paris Hilton. Oh, my God, you're so hot. We really wanted to get into a real discussion with her, and we tried every angle possible. Now, I'm being called a misogynist because of something Anthony said. Like I said, uh, I'm all three people in this scenario for some reason. The fact is, I uh, I didn't really have much to do with that interview. I sat back and enjoyed the uh, un uncomfortableness of the whole damn thing, and I was giggling like an idiot because I used to love, and I still love to this day, when things got very uncomfortable. Uh, but they're going after me for being a misogynist because she was trying to talk about how she's... Um, she uh, runs a whole bunch of businesses, and uh, she was basically trying to say that she's, like, self-made. And that's when Anthony was, like, questioning that and said something like, Paris, come on, Paris. And basically what he was getting at was the fact that she had a great head start being a Hilton, the Hilton Empire. That's what he was getting at. He wasn't, I'm defending Anthony, yes. Yes, I am. Because I'm one of the rare people that could uh, dislike someone, but also uh, see the fairness in some of the things. I'm not going to blindly uh, uh, hate or not defend somebody because I don't like them. The fact is, back in 2011, during that Paris Hilton interview, Anthony did absolutely nothing wrong. And the fans are coming after me because, like I said, they thought I was all three people in that video. And... Anthony was questioning the fact that she's like self-made and all that and worked so hard in her life, basically saying you had a, a huge head start being part of the Hilton family. That's what he was getting at. You know, I hate when that white privilege thing comes up because I know the struggles I've had in my life. 
And then if I really, really thought about it, I'm like, okay, I think because of my skin color, sure, I might've got some advantages, but not the type of advantages that made my life easy. I still had to work my fucking ass off. That's why I really do hate that whole white privilege thing when it comes up. Another thing that proves I'm not a snowflake, by the way, you idiots. But if you really want to focus on the definition of uh, white privilege, the true definition, it would be someone like Paris Hilton. That's white privilege on display. So Anthony was very, very surprised that she's trying to say that she just worked hard and that's why she's got everything she's got. And, um, you know, uh, and she's pretty much self-made. The fact is she's, she's, a, she's pretty much a figurehead for a whole bunch of companies and has to show up. You know, oh, this is the perfume we made for you. Oh, that's hot. That's hot. That's hot. Let me take a few selfies. That's hot. That's hot. I don't know how hard she truly works, but the fact is I, I defend Anthony on that interview 10 years ago because he wasn't being a misogynist. And, and for the most part, if you look at the history of the Opie and Anthony show, we believe it or not, we treated women pretty effing well. We really thought they were equal to men. So if uh, men were coming in to do the Opie and Anthony show and doing absolutely insane, crazy ass shit, why couldn't the women do the exact same stuff? Not the exact same stuff. They didn't have like balls for like, uh, you know, penis weightlifting, but you know what I'm saying. But in general, we treated women with respect in that studio. I mean, we, we had a couple, you know, a couple misfires. I'm not going to lie to you. We weren't perfect, but in general, I talk in general terms. <sighs> That's hot. That's hot. So my Instagram um, today is still spinning. And uh, I guess I'm canceled because the new thing is they're just they're just writing in the comments of the videos that I'm posting on Instagram. They just write canceled. <laughs> yep, I am. I am canceled. And I'm proud of it. I am so proud of it. Coming soon to opiradio.com. You too can get your canceled T-shirt. But I really need a good design. I just want the word canceled in a really, really good font. You know how to get a hold of me, you artist. Let's do this. Because I really want to wear a canceled T-shirt. Because I take pride in that now. Because the, the people that aren't getting canceled are the wimps. They are the wimps of entertainment. So I take pride in that. And I, I will be displaying my canceled T-shirt soon. But I, I need a damn good design. And uh, Benjamin Tucker with the $10 on the YouTube... And he just writes, for being canceled. Well, thank you, Bay Tay. And then the people were like, uh, you're exploiting this video and stuff. I'm like, yep. Because I can't tell you how many people got a hold of me uh, through text message yesterday. And they're like, what is this about? There's absolutely nothing here. But I think if you live your life in a very, very boring way, I guess that's a big deal for her. But we did everything we could to make her interesting uh, 10 years ago. Everything we could. So the, so I, I got to apologize. Here's my uh, Paris Hilton apology, okay? Because I know I got a few of those uh, knuckleheads listening right now. So I do want to apologize. I want to apologize to the Opie and Anthony audience for wasting your time back in 2011 by having Paris Hilton on our radio show. I owe you an apology. 
I hope Jim Norton apologizes to you guys, and I hope Anthony apologizes to you guys on his show as well. We owe you an apology. I'm deeply, deeply sorry, deeply sorry that you had to sit through that. And as talented as all of us were back in the day, none of us were able to make that work. So I apologize to you. I am deeply sorry. In my mind, Opie canceled himself when he didn't drink beers or do bong hits in high school. Brandy Torres. I didn't smoke the pot until uh, college. Coming up in a strict household, man. My mom literally would, would sniff around. Oh, hold on. Corey just gave me some um, $4.99. I was scared of that apology at first. LOL. The Opster tricked us. No, that's a real apology. We had a hardcore audience that got excited about the Opie and Anthony show every day. Every day they couldn't wait to tune us in. And they had to sit through that vapid, you know, add your own word after the word vapid. So we apologize to you. She wasted our time. Our time. I had a, I had a day and a half to think about that. I had a day and a half to think about what I did wrong. And then I'm like, oh, my God, you did nothing wrong. For once, you didn't do anything wrong. <laughs> and then I got excited. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yes, uh, Jack James. I get some good ideas from you guys. Jack James off the YouTube. I thought you meant Paris apologized to you. She should apologize to us. She absolutely should apologize to us. Instead of being so defensive and, and assuming that we were uh, misogynists after Anthony was questioning the fact that she was self-made and worked hard and that's why she got everything she has uh, today, we would have explained like, hey, you had a great head start being a Hilton. And how does that play into this whole thing? And is that frustrating? Because maybe, maybe you did work really, really hard, but everyone focuses on the fact that uh, you come from a, a pretty successful bloodline. That would be a great conversation to have with somebody. Because we weren't just sitting there assuming that she got everything just because she was a Hilton. But we're basically uh, hinting that uh, that didn't hurt. October with $20. Well, 1999. Good morning, Hope. Apology accepted. I just got $19.99 for apologizing to the audience. You've provided years of one-of-a-kind entertainment. This bong rips for you, brother man. Oh, my God, you're doing a wake and bake? October with the wake and bake. I was never able to do the wake and bake. But anyway, I, uh, yeah, I mean, I drank, uh, I drank in high school and went to the high school parties. But uh, I had to do a lot of Irish exits because my um, my curfew was uh, my curfew as a senior was uh, I don't really want anyone else to hear this only you guys so I'm looking behind me right now my curfew was twelve o'clock as a high school senior <laughs> and then I got the breath check as soon as I entered the door. So you want to talk about leaving a party at uh, 11.45. I had to be in the door at 12. Because if I wasn't there and it was 12.01, she was calling the cops. She was convinced that, uh, you know, I was dead somewhere. So my curfew was 12, meaning I had to be in the house by 12. 
So imagine leaving a high school a high school party. Yeah, let's say most houses were about 20 to 30 minutes away, 20 minutes away at 1140. And I had to get in the house by midnight for the breath uh, test. And you, and, you, and you wonder why I'm insane. I'm not. I just wanted to play into that because people think I am. Um, anyway, so that, that, uh, that put a damper on things. So there were a lot of uh, Irish exits. And then at, um, at school on Monday, keep track of all the words I say weird today, please. Uh, at school on Monday, uh, people were like, hey, man, where'd you go? Uh, you know, uh, I didn't see you at Paul's party. I mean, I was talking. Next thing you know, I looked around. You weren't around. I'm like, oh, we're out back. We're out back hanging out and doing bong hits. I would come up with these excuses why they didn't see me after 11.30 at night at these high school parties. <laughs> so I didn't dare smoke pot in high school. My goodness. If we had uh, alcohol in our breath, uh, my mom would start yelling that we were alcoholics because she had an alcoholic father, which isn't really funny for this discussion. But you, I can understand uh, where it came from. Oh, I got a really dark story, but I don't know if I should tell it. Maybe. So I, I'm not making fun of that because alcoholism in families is a, is a biggie. I mean, I, I was affected by alcoholism. I didn't really uh, realize that at the time, but I entered into a relationship with an alcoholic for 20 some odd years. And I, I thought I could handle what, what comes with that. And I realized that... Uh, it's not easy to have a relationship with an alcoholic, my friend. So I, I have a soft spot in my uh, heart for anyone that deals with alcoholism. And just so you know, for the record, I'm not a big drinker to this day. This guy's saying, oof, you, you're going you're gonna to ignore the fact? You're going to ignore that fact as we're being honest here? Of course that was one of the issues, you dummies. We're going to be honest with each other. If you want to hear the honest stuff, you're going to hear the honest stuff. If you don't want to hear it, then you might want to uh, tune into something else. And then I, you know, I'll quickly say, look, I brought my own issues to uh, that relationship as well. Okay, will that help you out a little bit? I have taken my responsibility over the years. You had a relationship with an alcoholic for three years? Horrible, Jamie Marie D. Yeah, it's, uh, it's quite complicated. It certainly is a complicated thing. So, um, all right, I'll tell you this one. This is, and maybe we could, maybe we'll do a quick one today because I'm busy. I'm busy fighting off 18 year olds on my Instagram. God, my analytics, I checked it out yesterday for the hell of it. Wow, wow, wow. <laughs> wow, wow, wow. But it didn't lead to any followers or anything. It didn't lead to any more likes on my sunset or sunrise pictures. Well, that was, that's okay. It, it was weird uh, yesterday. I'm not going to lie to you. I was, uh, I was dipped back into, uh, into uh, what would be the word, uh, relevance yesterday. Because, uh, you know, the kid's uh, star has dropped a bit in the last few years. And uh, yesterday, mostly yesterday, I, I, was, uh, I, I dipped back into relevance. And I, I'm not sure if I liked it. There was an energy about it, an excitement about it, but then it just brought up all sorts of other things. I was like, ah, I don't know, man. I kind of like, I kind of like uh, the fact that uh, I'm 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 where I'm at these days. You know, I got a nice little audience, 
make a few bucks live streaming. So I'm not really sure if I liked it, to be honest with you. I know a lot of people like uh, crave that fame. They crave it. And I certainly did for a while, but I'm not really sure if I absolutely crave it anymore. On that level anyway, that's for sure. So uh, I'll tell you a weird one. So, ah, God, ah, whatever. So um, I haven't talked to my mom in, uh, when was I let go from SiriusXM? I wasn't fired. I was let go. I mean, the people will still insist that I was fired, but I wasn't. Um, and then they'll insist that it was because of the role. Of the and that's not true either. It was, it was told to me why. Oh, Chuck Lynn with the $25 and one cent. Here's to being relevant for a day. Thank you, Chuck. Yeah, the numbers are already dropping. I'll go right back to where I was with maybe a slight bump up in the live streams for a little bit. Uh, but, but anyway, so um, the day I was let go from SiriusXM, my mom uh, called me. She had no idea I was just let go. So I was already in a, in a bad mood, even though that turned out to be one of the best things that ever happened to me, by the way. So I was already in a low spot. The phone rings. I've told this story before, and it was my mom from the home. At this point, she's uh, probably around uh, 80, maybe, 81. I don't know. And she uh, basically uh, said that she got our flowers for, uh, well, when, when I was let go from Sirius, that was 4th of July weekend. But she was talking about some kind of flowers we gave her. I don't know what holidays around the 4th of July, but then she'll think about stuff and it'll just stay in her brain. And she goes, uh, I got uh, I got your flowers, you know. I'm like, oh, cool, you know. And uh, I think it was for Mother's Day. And she goes, uh, they were late. <laughs> she was mad. Her Mother's Day flowers were a day late. Because <laughs> at the last second, I was like, you know what? We don't have the greatest relationship with her. Why don't we send her some flowers, you know? So we send the flowers. And it was a day late. And she, the day I was like, go from Sirius XM, I'm already in a terrible mood. I answered the phone. I think I answered the phone to, to make it hurt because usually when the phone uh, usually when the phone rang from that home, I knew it couldn't be good. So I think I really wanted it to hurt, which is kind of twisted. And uh, and she goes, your flowers were a day late. And then she starts listing all the cards I didn't send her in the last year. And I never got a Valentine's Day card, a Christmas card. And uh, she went through all the cards we were supposed to send her that we never sent her. <laughs> oh a Groundhog's Day card. And I just went click. And I haven't uh, talked to her in like, uh, I don't know, over, over three and a half years. So opening up my mail the other day, maybe she watches the live stream and she didn't know how to give a few bucks. So I'm opening up my mail the other day. And... Uh, I just have uh, a letter from the home, and I'm like, oh, here we go. Doggy's busy? Where? Hi, Doggy, you okay? He's around the corner. Hopefully, he's okay. Uh, hopefully, he didn't jump from boredom. <laughs> um, so uh, I open up this, uh, this envelope. It's from the home. I'm, I'm expecting a letter. You know, one of these bad letters. My mom knew how to write a bad letter. 
We might have to get into my mom's letter writing uh, one of these days. Boy, was she she good with uh, writing bad letters. I told you the, all right, hold on. All right, hold on, man. Hold on, now you got me going. Hold on, all right. I did tell you about, uh, I want to be vague. One of my brothers uh, was dating somebody, you know, he's a teenager. And you know how I was talking about uh, me? I was scared to go up against my mom. My other brother, not so much. He broke his curfew. He was dating girls when we really weren't allowed to date girls. He was getting drunk, coming home. He was living the good life. I got a lot of family that watches these, so I, I know they already know which brother I'm talking about. But he was living the good life. He had a girlfriend, which we were like, holy shit, how did you pull that off? You know? And I guess they were... Uh, I guess they were doing what high school uh, kids do. I wouldn't really know. I, I was a late bloomer. But uh, they were getting some things done. And she may have left a, a, a piece of equipment behind. That would be her panties. And uh, my mom found them. <laughs> she, so she wrote one of her letters to this girl's mom. <laughs> this is insane, man. We're, we're just high school kids, you know? A, a, a nasty letter puts the panties in the envelope and actually mails it to the girl's mom. How do you come back from that? So when I got the, uh, the letter, I'm like, oh, here we go. You know, because we uh, we haven't talked to her in a while. And uh, Danny boy, Ant should just get with little Jimmy. I, I agree with that. Everyone talks about how great they were together and that, how they had, uh, you know, great chemistry. I, I To this day, I don't understand why they never teamed up officially. I, I mean, Anthony as a sidekick to a cartoon, you know, show is, is not really teaming up. Like a traditional back and forth radio show. I think they would do well. It's, I find it incredibly strange they never did that. Anyway, so I open up the envelope. There's a check in it. No letter, nothing else for $500. The kid made $500 two days ago. And my mom's logic is uh, the reason why, this is what she's thinking. The reason why I haven't talked to her in over three and a half years is because I'm still mad at all the money I had to give when I was growing up in that household. So she's thinking if she gives me uh, $500, then I'll get on the old phone and give her a ringy dingy, which I might, because I might just call her and go, why are you just sending me a $500 check, no letter, nothing else? But that's how her brain works. <clears throat> and it is something I'm actually really, really frustrated about to this day. But I, uh, I was, uh, I was an ATM machine, and uh, and a lot of my siblings were. By the way, I, I'm not alone in this one. And I know a lot of my siblings; they don't really want to be involved with this, and I get it. But um, we we were all ATM machines for the most part, and uh, I uh, I made a lot of money caddying. And every time I came home, I had to give up my money. Uh, for the household and being one of seven, eight, nine kids and sitting there at dinner, knowing as a, you know, I started at 12, I think 13, 
I'm trying to remember. I was really, really young. So let's let's say, you know, around 14, I'm doing really well at the golf course and we're eating dinner. And I'm sitting there as a kid knowing that I pretty much paid for those groceries for our entire family. And it was really, really frustrating because I was a really hard worker and I really loved golf. And I loved uh, walking the course early in the morning because it had everything. I loved getting up early before the sun, obviously, because I do it to this day. I loved uh, uh, getting exercise. I loved the game of golf. And I also loved talking to the, uh, the golfers. So I was going to continue um, being a caddy no matter what. Most, most people and, and a couple of my brothers, they, I, I understood it. They're like, they're like, why am I getting up at 530 to go to the golf course to make money just to hand it over to the household? I got it. I understand that. So I gave up my money over and over again until I figured out I could hold some back for when I ran away. Well, actually, I was just kind of kind of looking at the calendar. I knew when I turned 18, things could uh, change dramatically for me, and they did. But I would wrap uh, money up in tinfoil and hide it in my wall in my room. There was a piece of uh, wallpaper that kind of peeled back, and there, was, there just happened to be a hole there. And sometimes I put it under the old old fashioned uh, 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 how do you say it radiator radiator. People say it differently. So I was I I would go yeah man it was a slow day even though I was out of the house for like twelve hours and, and made a killing and then I I was smart enough to not give her all of it and then I was like you know I was uh, putting money away because at this point I, I was getting older I knew I would be leaving to go to college and stuff and I wanted some of my money that I I worked hard at. And then it never really ended. She started writing the money down in a little book that she owed us. And it was thousands and thousands. And then I went to college, which I had to pay for myself, which was really strange considering I, I gave up a lot of my money. But uh, I somehow figured that out. And I somehow figured out how to even buy a car for myself. Uh, but anyway, um, it, it, it continued. And then, you know... I started my radio career. I was in Buffalo and um, I was making $14,000 a year. And then they bumped me up to 16,000 a year. So when I moved home to start at WBAB where my career really, really started taking off, uh, even before Anthony, by the way, I, I, I had an incredible show before Anthony because people like to spin that shit as well. But anyway, um, I, I needed a break because I came home with literally no money. I had empties in the back of a U-Haul that I was using to to, um, to get home with. And uh, I moved back into my parents' house. I finally need a break. They're not doing as bad. They have an empty house. She knows in the back of the head that she owes me thousands of dollars. And they made me pay rent knowing I had literally no money and I wasn't getting a, a great salary at BAB at the time. Then I went... Um, to my car that was sitting in their driveway and um, pretty much destroyed everything that was in my car out of frustration. And then maybe my sister had to come out of the house and calm me down. And then I'm like, look, if I'm gonna be paying to, to live in my house when I obviously need the first break of my life, then I might as well get my own place. And that's what I did. And I figured out how to make that work. But and then fast forward, I was paying their mortgage and everything else. It, it never ended with just always giving, giving, giving. So maybe she's not wrong. Maybe she's uh, spot on by giving me this $500 check out of nowhere, thinking that's uh, how she's going to start talking to me again. Who knows? 
the weird thing about the the card thing going backwards a little bit uh when she bitched about all the cards i never gave her uh, in that year <laughs> um during that time like you know she never sent a birthday card or anything to my kids but i would i didn't think twice about it but uh you know it was always a, it was always a one-way street Oh, I had to say street. Still a tough time with that word. She owes me more than 500. Ah, she don't owe me shit. What are you going to do? But it definitely affected me. Um, I'll be honest. When I when I finally hit and started making really absolutely stupid money, I did pay their mortgage. And I, I remember the day I started paying their mortgage because uh, my dad was just stressing so bad. He was already around, I don't know, 70. 69 he wasn't really bringing any money into the house and they didn't really have any savings and i could see the stress on his face as he was trying to figure out how to you know make ends meet and then we uh we got syndicated and started making dumb money like ridiculously stupid money i took that for granted i guess the day i was able to to pay his mortgage um and i saw the stress you know come off his face immediately. That was a good day. That was a really good day. It looked like he got a few years back. He looked, uh, he looked younger immediately. So I was happy I was able to do that. Say something in Spanish for me or you're racist, stoned Mexican guy. Um, uh, no estamos sort, no estamos sortos, ho. How's that? I think that means uh, uh, don't shout, son. Uh, I could hear you, right? Wait, no estamos sortos. Is that what I just said? Well, I could do the hola song that I hear every day. That's where that came from. Hola, hello. Hola, hello. Hola, hello. Anyway. Wow, that was too deep, I think. That's all right. That's all right. All right, so uh, yeah, I hope you uh, I hope you tuned in for the apology. I apologize to the Opie and Anthony audience all those years ago for wasting your time listening the day that Paris Hilton came in. We did our best, but we failed you. That's my apology today. All right, let's go, doggy. Time for your walk. <laughs> 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 <laughs>